Texas Podcast Massacre contains spoilers and adult language. For more horror, visit us at our website at texaspodcastmassacre.com. Welcome to another episode of Texas Podcast Massacre, coming to you from Houston, Texas. I'm your host, Mitch, and with me as always is my uh, spooky story sharer, Nate. That's why I don't read books. Not much of a reader, huh? (laughs) I am, but after watching this movie, maybe I shouldn't be. Well, look, we we don't do the segment anymore, but what I would do differently is maybe just... Don't steal shit from other people's houses. <laughs> wow. <There's> high- <laughs> wow. Then no one can ever have fun. <laughs> right. Come on. I know I'm a wet blanket. Well, welcome to another episode of Texas Podcast Massacre, where each week we take a look at a different horror movie and debate a horror related topic with our unsuspecting victim, who is usually someone we would not call a horror movie fan. Uh, this week, we are sitting around a campfire talking some scary stories to Dell in the dark. Uh, now we are sans, uh, an unsuspecting victim this week. Uh, Lisa is unfortunately unable to join tonight. So Nate, it's just, it's just you and me. Just, yeah, I think she ate some bad toast. Dude, uh, yes. And, uh, is, is now incapacitated. Yeah. That's what, that's what I've heard. Also, we should probably check on her to make sure she is still around. So I'm sure she's fine. I mean, what could go wrong? Eating I'm, yeah, toast I'm too, sure she's fine. You know, Oh my god. Yeah, so uh you know, as as always with brand new movies, we will not we will do a spoiler-free section and then a spoiler full section. Um this is a this is an interesting one, Nate. I think you and I we both really had low expectations walking into this. Um yeah. Well, I mean, dude, if you th- think about it this way, Mitch, you you were in a band Yes. If the band before you sucked terribly and people are still around, that's perfect for you. Then by comparison, you look right, great, right. right? If the band before you is like real good, you're like, oh man, all right, we really got to step it sure. up here. The last movie we did was Devil's Rejects. So anything, anything at all is going to be amazing by comparison. So this movie had that going for it just off the bat. See, so, but you're this is gonna be some rose tinted glass. That presupposes here. that people stayed through uh that 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 crappier band to to catch the last one. Yes. <laughs> Devil's Devil's Rejects has if it was a band has been rejected from a Oh lot my of god. Band. Well I can see that for I can sure. see that movie is still um with you for for <laughs> better or worse. Um, but before we go into we tailspin back into Devil's Rejects, I do have a debate question for you. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Okay, Nate. In this movie, one of the uh actresses, and I think I can say this with because it was on the trailer, one of them says, You don't just read the stories. The stories read you. Uh, I want my real question. I want to ask you is um, 
do you think it should be mandatory for uh, screenwriters to hire to hire just a regular person to read the script? Yeah, it's it sounded like a Russian translation. It's like in Russia, you don't read books. Yeah, or yeah. Like, in communist Russia, book read, book you. read like, you. Yeah, what is happening? <laughs> exactly. Like it sounded very similar. To that there were some cringy like, dialogue. I looked over. It was like what? I looked at you like. I can't believe. Yeah, this. I think my eyes, somebody. like, just yeah, crazy. I were fixated in the back of my head from rolling. I, you know, look, there's no shortage of like acting classes and uh, I don't know improv troops. You could have. I feel like for a small fee, you could have like let them act out your script, and you know it's going to be bad. But that way, you can at least say, is it bad because these people are just not good actors or whatever, or is it bad because like. Like if you hear it out loud, yeah, is it? I, maybe maybe they wrote it down. You know, this is this seems like something like you know you mentioned the Ben already. You know, you're writing lyrics and you come up with this one like one line. You're like, oh, that's that's just fucking genius. I'm I'm so, jeez, oh, it's just mwah, right. Yeah, and then but then you realize it's then you hear it out loud. And you're like, oh, that sounds like oh that is fifth grade right. Grade. Like whoops right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was like I was expecting to hear like maybe the real horror is human. <laughs> like I was expecting to hear that at certain well, points. Well, so take that that will impact the grade. We'll get into that later. But but so so for yes. the debate, when the book reads you, it knows your insecurities and your darkest fears, and then uses that against you. So the debate question is: it's not really even a debate. It's more of just a Mitch bear your soul. What would this terrible book n- ha- learn about you to use against? Mm. Do you already have one for you, Nate? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No. I, I, I'm still mulling it over. Go. Ahead. You're like there's there's so many uh, things. Uh, I, yes. By. How can I narrow it down to one? Um. <laughs> I I I'm gonna give some I'm gonna give some run, runners up here. I mean. Basically, the worst scenario for me is just being in the movie delivery. Oh yeah, that is one of the creepiest things ever. It's it's a it's a like a hillbilly secluded based yeah. one. That would that's that's a, that's a that's a nominee. Did did not win, uh, but that's a nominee. Uh, also, um, I got an honorable mention to Brightburn. My kid chews on <laughs> forks. Yeah, that. That is creeping me out. It, okay, look, actually, it it would be Brightburn. That that's another Brightburn or Deliverance. I'm just gonna use the whole movie, but general those that kind of deal. Ooh, totally against it. Uh, this is a very specific thing, but one of the things I hate the most and cannot stand uh, is like chalkboard scratching okay. or like metal scraping against each other. Uh, I can't stand that. And if there was like some sort of uh, like creature that was like made of metal and every time it moved, it like made that scratching sound, I might just. So that scene, so that scene in uh, one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I think it's uh, Freddy's dead, but where the guy has the hearing aid and he scratches his claws on like a chalkboard and the dude's like head explodes. That's your, that's your nightmare. Yes. I think what would, I think I think the 
uh, the body of the creature that would be manifested to come after me would be made of a chalkboard. And then its arms and legs would be made of metal <laughs> and it would just be scratching. So Wolverine coming is coming after you scratching up on chalkboards. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a chalkboard thin. This Wolverine. is a shitty weapon X. <laughs> That would oh I'm just I'm cringing just even thinking no. about it. Uh, I would hate that. I would hate it so much. I don't know. It's not necessarily like like scared, but it would just I would hate it so much that I would start. I'd yeah. probably just shut down. I'm like okay, you, you win. I I can't I can't function. So that would probably get me. So if that book, I don't. I can't imagine someone else reading that story. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That those are yeah pretty good. So. For me, uh, you know, you talk about movies sort of being the the blueprint. I mean, there there's one easy one. Like if I'm in uh, the stranger situation, I've I've said on the show before. That's that's that is the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but okay, okay, but let's be fair. That isn't really specific to you. I think that's very common. I think it's got to be something more personal to to you. All right. I, I don't there's not a lot that I'm really scared by. Um and I that well mine wasn't really as scared, no. but it would be like that would just amp it up like, okay, this thing is coming after me. Everyone's scared or something's chasing yeah. you, right? But then you add that. I think for me it would be me trying to uh sneak some candy, uh, and then it keeps popping out of the corner and I I keep like choking. I think that would be that's how it would kill me from choking to death. But it would be like for that. Because Lisa always gets me. I always so just like a, so look. So one of the only time Lisa has like really ever like scared the shit out of me. Uh, it was Halloween at our first apartment, and we were getting ready to go to bed. And I remember, uh, you know, I, I love candy corn. I, I, I you know I don't know what your personal political opinions on candy corn are, Nate. Oh, I, I'm very okay. Pro okay. Candy. Some people aren't. Some people. I mean, look, guaranteed, they have they have not made new candy corn since 1992. <laughs> it's all the no, same I mean, shit in circulation, I, but it's still delicious. I think we are. I think we are in the minority. I think, I think candy corn is almost universally yeah. reviled. So, and I get it. I just it's good. I, I know. I look well. So here's the thing. So I shame eat it, right? So you know, because you can't just have like one. It's impossible. So I would I, before bed one night. I was in the in the kitchen sneaking a bunch of pieces. I was looking down at the bag and eating some, and then I looked up and Lisa was just there. In the dark, just staring at me, just and there, scared yeah. the shit out of me. So that would be likely what I would hear, what I would, what I would get. It's just that happening a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's okay, starting but, to sound okay. like my. But, it's Lisa just just popping up everywhere, scaring me. <laughs> that's not what it is. I want to make. I, I want to okay, be okay. very clear. No, 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 no. The thing you fear the most is Lisa's payback for having to do this. Christ, podcast. yes. And you are and you are stuck okay. in the cycle. We've are, the podcast That is bill is going to come due. People 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 keep messaging us. So we have yeah, to keep going. Of course. All right. First of all, everyone, keep sending messages. It keeps uh Mitch at a constant state of fear that Lisa will eventually turn on him. So Keep keep these letters up. Keep these uh, tweets up. Uh, I don't know who's sending us letters. I'm, I'm thinking maybe electronic. Yeah, if you're going to send us letters, you, uh, you don't 
I'd appreciate you not using the uh, like the the, the magazine Mitch, club Mitch clippings like a, that you know not necessary. I I do love the effort, <laughs> but I'm cool with just a handwritten one. Yeah, Mitch has like I'm one of those like uh, carrier pigeon coops <laughs> up on his roof. You can set carrier pigeon. Oh, drones! Just this, just, just start throwing drones at. God damn! Don't be sending drones to my I'd be, house. <laughs> I'd be very. Yeah, outside, I'll be inside the studio, look out but the no, window, see a yeah, drone just I staring think, at me. Imagine, imagine the cumulative revenge that would be proportional to Lisa having to watch hundreds of horror films. I, 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 I have I shivers. I, I almost feel bad for you now. Yeah, that this is a nightmare escape. Wow. I'm, I'm not thrilled we were having this conversation anymore. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa's actually like she was saying she was doing something, but she's really just plotting. Every episode she she misses is just extra plot. She's had she's had not only just from starting the, this, but you know, with all the the uh, uptake in wrestling she's had to put in for summer stab. Uh, you know, that's there's gonna be some stab in a field. If you ever see her like eyes glazing over at any point, just think this is her going into her mind. Thinking of ways to get back at me. All right. Well, thank you for that cheerful image. I get to keep with me forever. <laughs> Nate, appreciate it. Uh, if you have some some idea or story of how apparently Lisa is going to exact her revenge on me, uh, you can let us know at Texas Podcast Massacre at gmail.com. TX Podmasker on Twitter. Texas Podcast Massacre on the socials. Uh, you know, send us your reviews and, and certainly send us your 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 fan mail, your hate mail, you rate it, review, tell uh, Lisa that you know you're you're cheering for her, but you know she still needs to watch the movies. So I mean, at this point, look, we're this far in it, Nate. I'm I'm just gonna have to you know just I've earned it. Whatever I get, May, maybe the scariest part is just always being on edge, knowing that the revenge could come, but maybe it never comes. Ooh, Ooh like uh, you know, I like that. I like that. Um, that's. I just love this is all about you being terrorized. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with how this is going so far. This is my favorite. Podcast. <laughs> this is already your best episode. <laughs> this is could be one of my my top episodes. Awesome. I'm happy. I'm happy. My terror is feeding into that. All right. Well, Nate, are you ready? Let, are you ready to tell some scary stories? Uh, yes. And also this movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this week's movie of the week is scary stories to tell in the dark. It's a book of scary stories. Tell me a story. Hey, what's going on? Tommy's missing. Tommy's name was in the book. There's no way it's actually connected, right? Okay, what if what happens in the book is exactly what's happened for real? Oh my god. Stella! Listen, you're in the next story. We're reading it right here. It's a corpse looking for her missing toe. I'm afraid that we woke something up. You shouldn't have taken the book. We've got to stop it. Sarah Bellows' book, where the stories write themselves and it all comes alive. 
Jing Li Man is coming. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, Nate, um, before we get into our our you know facts, uh, we don't have an unsuspecting victim, so I'll give the elevator pitch of what it is. Um, this is a movie yeah. based on the uh, what I would say uh, a, a highly reviewed book by a young Mitch uh, who would have given it ten out of ten um, as a child reading it. Uh, yeah, it's about these kids who find a book in a in a haunted house they should they had no business being in, and bad shit starts happening to all of them. Did I miss? Yeah, did I, did I yeah. miss anything? <laughs> you got it. Yeah, this was a book series uh, in the eighties and uh, into up to the early nineties. I think there's three. There three. Oh. I think there's there's three books, right? Yeah. Uh, how many of these did you all read? three? So I looked at the covers and I think I only read okay. two. Yes. Yeah. So, but, but I feel like you are the biggest fan. How did you come about? Why? So, cause you were very excited about. This yeah. Movie. So very excited when it was first announced, Guillermo del Toro, right. Is, uh, producing scary stories, tell in the dark. So what get set the stage, young Mitch. Okay. okay? Reading these books. What? What what is the overall feeling that you have about this? Yeah, series? so I love this series. I I still own all three. I own all three of those books. Um, in the original, like with the original uh, illustrations, because they changed. I don't know if you know this, Nate. They changed the. Yes, they made them less creepy, which is lame like, because the the so. the stories themselves are not that bad. Like they're they're creepy. They're not like scary. I, I you know in this. I mean. I don't know. Maybe I have a high threshold for it. So I discovered it in our school library of all places. Um, I, you know, at that time I was reading I, pretty much. I bounced between reading Calvin and Hobbes and Edgar Allan Poe because I was just a weird fucking kid. Um, but I found that in the library, uh, read them and I loved them. They were because they were, I mean, those illustrations are creepy as hell. And then like what was cool about the books is that they all have, um, they're all largely written less like stories and more with like how to tell this story kind of prompts. Like there's parts in the, in the stories where it'll tell you to grab the person to the left of you and scream at them, you know? Um, which I, you know, it was kind of cool, right? Cause then you could actually go and, and retell. I mean, it was trying to get you to retell these stories. Uh, I guess around a campfire, a la, are you afraid of the dark? I, I like them. So they, you read two that you think, how well do you remember the stories in the books, though? I, but did I remember? But yeah, yeah, how well did you I, remember I, any of them? I remembered the spot okay. one. Uh, as I was seeing it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. That was it. I yeah. remember one. That was it. Yeah, no, I geeked out about a lot of them because I remembered a lot of them. Um, and there are some, even during the movie, there were some uh, re references to other stories. Um, a, as she's flipping the books, but even just from some of the things they said that I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, you know, I was like, ah, I caught it, you know, some, so there's so, so cool Easter eggs. If you are, if you ha are a fan of the film of the books, um, Nate, what can you tell us about this one? Yeah. So this one came out August 9th, 2019. This is where we we're, we were day and date here yep. on this one. Uh, cause Mitch is Mitch's childhood. He's like, I have, I'm gravitating toward yep. this. 
Uh, almost like it was pre-written <laughs> that you would be there uh, in the beginning. Uh, so far, it's already gotten 1,300 reviews. I don't know how this is possible. 6.6 on IMDb. So this is a PG-13 film. So, you know, you take the kids. I don't know, whatever. There were very small people next yes. to us in the theater, like running around very small. So, And the trailers in this movie were more toward that teen demographic. So... Nothing, nothing insanely horrifying is going to happen in this film, uh, but there is some creepiness. Uh, so yeah, PG thirteen. You got you're, you're about an hour and hour and fifty minutes, which it didn't seem that long actually. Yeah. So I'll give the movie that it didn't it didn't overstay its welcome too much. Uh, the director is Andre Orvidal with a with the O slash, which is one of my all time favorite things ever. Just just. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the thing about me. I love the <laughs> O with the slash through it. Uh, he he has directed a little movie that you might like. Feature episode: The Autopsy of Jane. I Doe, love that fucking movie, which I also enjoy immensely. And the movie he did before that was Troll Hunter. I don't know if you're a troll hunter uh, fan or not. I don't know that I've ever actually finished it. I need to. I need to. I, I, there's no good reason for I haven't. I think it's just I got pulled away and then I just never got it back to it. So I need to, I need to finish watching it. Yeah, I love, I love, I, uh, I like Troll Hunter quite a bit. Uh, he's got two movies coming out. This guy's Norwegian. So he's, he's going back to his Norway roots. Tell me what video game this sounds like. He has a movie coming out next year in January called Mortal. Fantasy adventure origin story about a young man discovering he has godlike powers based on ancient Norwegian mythology. Okay. So it's God of War. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. A, is there is there a, is there a young child that keeps being re- references? Boy, the whole time. Boy, yeah. come here, boy. Uh, and then he's working on another one called Bright Skies. An appearance of an unidentified flying object over a small Norwegian village stirs up a massive UFO craze. So this guy, this guy did this when he's like, you know, I'm gonna go back to Norway for a bit. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, the 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 tagline is based on the iconic book series. They really didn't. No, no. If I had to ask you what the budget of this film was, Mitch, what would you say? Ooh, I would give it maybe ten million. The estimate for the for the budget for this is twenty eight million dollars. Okay, that I mean that stands to reason. Uh, Devil's Rejects was seven million, and they couldn't afford showers or water, so twenty eight million. Yeah, that tracks. But I mean this. You know, Get Out was made for like three million or four mm-hmm. million. I don't know what the twenty eight million dollars was spent on. These kids are not getting paid. That. No, it's got. I mean, the main actors are kids, and there's yeah, got to be for all the uh, the, the effects and everything. Um, it probably okay. It probably was. The there are some. There are some legitimately cool effects in this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, they. I I, I do not know if they're gonna make it back. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's PG thirteen, so maybe they're hoping that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're certainly gearing it for more go. teens. I just don't know that a bunch of teens are gonna like gonna go see this because this is to me. It, I mean, hell, even their marketing is so much more of a nostalgia play. You know, they they ought to have marketed it more toward people who had actually read those damn books. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I, who knows? But yeah, I don't know. Well, th- th- this this uh, the main actress is Zoe Margaret Coletti. She was also in another thing that was remade uh, a couple years ago. She was in the Annie remake. Okay. But, but not as the main person, obviously. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's that's that. <laughs> that's the main. That's the main actor in the movie. Uh, there are other people. There's well, what's his face from uh, Breaking Bad. Um. Oh. Uh. Hank. It, Hank. Yeah. Hank. Hank. Yeah. Sardin. He's the only recognizable person in this movie. This is a cross. I, I was I was talking about this with uh, with my wife. This seemed more like it's it's above goosebumps in terms of like horror, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's not that kitty. It's a little above that. But it's not like an actual horror film, right? It it's it's still kid-ish based, yeah. but it's got a little bit more of an edge than like like a goosebumps or like a you know, house of clock in the walls or whatever. You know, all of those kind of more kid right. ones. This is a little bit above, it's a little bit above that, but not much. So you're not, you know, you're not looking at a million nightmares probably from this. Although I haven't been a kid in a while, so <laughs> who knows? Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> there isn't a whole lot of information yeah, not yet. about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so overall thoughts. So we're not going to spoil anything for now, although I don't know. How much we can actually spoil, right i mean what so what do you what do you think about okay the main characters are uh are four young people yes right? did you like them acting in this film because that's the people you're you're interacting with look most of the film my my overall review for this movie uh if you want because uh, it answers your question as well is it was fine and that's <laughs> okay, okay. And that's it was and fine. that's how I feel about the the kid actors. Only one was just like really egregiously bad, and that was um the the bully kid that yeah you know, that fucks with the scarecrow. Oh, the bully kid! This is this is an all time all time level douche bully. This is like every eighties movie but, ever. But the guy, but the kid's not rich, and he's more cruel. Well, and I get like, he wow. was supposed to be acting like he was drunk. But he acted like he had some sort of issue. Like I, I don't know. He it, it was he was real. Just like I don't know. Like he'd gotten kicked in the face by a cow or something. It was it was yeah. really weird, and it was it felt a little lazy. I guess I don't know. Um, well, and, and he he's been in a couple of things. He's in the HBO show Euphoria, and he was in The Walking Dead a few a few years ago for about nine episodes. All right. Well, <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Um. But yeah. But yeah. The uh, the bully guy is is the worst. Yeah. Uh. The other kids though. I mean, they were they were they were fine. I mean, they you know for a PG thirteen horror movie, they they filled in kind of nicely. I mean, in terms of, I mean, look. I mean, again, I hate to keep harking back to it. I mean, if we're gonna talk like compared to Devil's Rejects, it was you know. It was, it was substantially better. Um, it, that's like saying like not getting like walk, like just sitting down is better than getting punched in the junk. Well, of course it is. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even. 
It's like, I but what did what did you think about them then? I I thought they were pretty decent. (laughs) You know the the kids. Yeah, I can't be either too positive or too negative because it doesn't warrant that. (laughs) But the girl, uh, she was she was uh, Stella. Uh, She was. You know, it's hard because, okay, the kids, if they're too smart, it's like, okay, that's ridiculous. If they're too dumb, they're kids, so it actually makes more sense than if they're smart. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone seemed a little, like, decently smart in, in in a not egregious way. And they weren't actually that stupid either. Right. So I think that is, in and of itself, a small minor victory because most of the time you see a kid in a horror film, you're like, oh, my God, this kid is such an idiot. At least you didn't get that with this, but they weren't like too smart figuring it out too fast. So I did enjoy that part of it. Um, one other thing that I did like is that in a lot of horror films, they don't they they disregard horror history, right? Like this horror, like a horror film, something happens, and it's like okay, that's fr- that a similar thing happens in a very famous horror film, and no one brings right. it up, right? This movie takes place in 1968. Mm-hmm. So you get Night of the Living Dead. It's just prominently happening, yeah. right? And old horror films are are part of the the fabric of this universe. And I did like that because at least they were bringing some of that, uh, like, knowledge, I guess, to this ghost story. So I did, I did like that. Uh, in terms of, like, what really stood out in the movie, uh, nothing. <laughs> so... Not a lot uh, was, like, amazingly good, but everything was just, like, medium with, like, a couple peaks of, like, oh, that's interesting, and then back down to medium. Yeah, I'll say there were some genuinely creepy uh, effects, um, particularly with Harold the Scarecrow, his scene, the the, the Red Room scene. Um, yeah, the effects are probably the highlight. And obviously, if I had to pick one thing, it's where the where yeah. they look, and, and maybe this just because of my familiarity with the book, where they kept close to the illustrations, uh, it it worked real well. Um, and, I, and I'll say, I you know, I didn't know how they were going to necessarily go through the movie, um, in terms of the story and how they were going to connect all the stories, um. Won't go into it in this section, but uh, I, I I will say I was pleasantly surprised at how they sort of weaved the stories into the main narrative. They didn't just feel like these just like we're just stuffing these in here, um, you know, just to kind of do them. I, I, I thought it was I thought it was I wouldn't say clever, but at least it, it was well written from that regard. Um, but you're right in terms of like scares, um, you know, it's it's largely jump scare. You can I mean, nothing's going to shock you. There's no real twist. Well, I, I I would say that there was that one. The one scene in the mental hospital, I think, was it was, you know, what it reminded me of it reminded me of Legion. Yeah. Which is probably the best compliment I could possibly give this movie. I like Legion quite a bit. Uh, and that was actually there. Like I said, this has a little bit more of an edge to it. So if okay, so Mitch, take it. We're taking a time machine back fifty years. You are thirteen years old again. Uh, you're you're sixty three, right? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> give or take. Give it. Say okay. Leap years. You know. Sure. Like, yeah. Maybe a couple years. Carry couple the years two. Off, yeah. If you would go back to when you were thirteen, does this hit the spot more for you? 
My assumption would be yes, but I'm wondering <laughs> what young Mitch would think about this film. You know, would it, that's a would it hit that fair. Uh, spot? That's a fair question. I think young Mitch would have would have approved of this of this. Okay, okay. I do think okay. I do think where they where they tried to make a movie that I think kids would or like teens and and you know younger would maybe enjoy. Um, you know, this is it. I mean, there are some some violent scenes. You know. You think PG thirteen? You're like, oh crap! There's you know no blood, no nothing, right? It's all gonna be cutaway shots. There, there isn't a lot of blood, but there certainly aren't cutaway shots. Uh, so, it, yeah, I think I think were this back uh, back in the long long ago, uh, I would I would I would give it a thumbs up from that perspective. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I I think when I was younger, I would have liked this a little bit more too. So all those listeners out there with like <laughs> with like teen and tween if, kids, if you've got a kid that you're this, this, this is the family movie. Well, to yeah. If you've over. got a if you've got a child, maybe not like you know, don't be crazy. <laughs> but if you've got yeah, a, our, our kids are both like under two years that, old, so probably not the target. Right. For that. Right. Yeah. Uh, little Damien has other things on his mind right now. Um, namely talking to the dogs and the, the nanny, which is, I've got to, they're acting weird again. Got to go keep just staring at me. Uh, but in any case, they, <laughs> they, um, you know, this is a good intro horror movie for, for the younger folk. Um, which I think we, we recently found out we have some younger folks listening to us. So hi kids. What's with it. I don't know is if that's a cool thing to say anymore. Nate, you got this. It, wait, is it, you're asking, are we cool? Is that basically what you're asking? Uh, I, no, I know we're not cool. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> okay. out what the, what do the kids say anymore? I, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, they've and I, that that whatever whatever you're saying does not sound very trill. <laughs> so For no diggity. Um. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, this is. This is why we need Lisa here to, to wrangle. Us. I do not want to back that up <laughs> at all. I, I do not. Want uh, okay. So let's, let's do final thoughts. Cause I do want to, uh, I do want to spoil this. Would you recommend? So at the target demographic, we think is teens. Yeah. Teens and younger people to maybe get them into. Horror. Yeah. I think if this is like a, is a if, recommendation, if, I think for unsuspecting victims, this is a good scary movie that won't, terrorize someone but has some good scares has some good jumps um it's a good intro horror movie for uh yeah if you're if you have a teenager you know uh that you're trying to to share your love of horror with uh if 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 you're thinking like going on a friday night uh and you're you're a hardcore horror vet veteran you're going by there may not be as much intrigue in going to see it in theaters you could probably wait till it comes out it's still it's still yeah, worth it's, it's still worth checking out, but I don't you don't have to yeah kill yourself trying to get get to it before anyone spoils the ending, you know. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. I would say, yeah, I mean, if uh uh you know, if you're free uh in the early afternoon to go see the movie like we did, great. Uh don't kill yourself to go see it. Uh if you have some young Young people in your life, uh, you know, nieces, nephews, you want to corrupt uh, kids. Uh, this would probably be a pretty solid one to watch with them, you know, on a weekend night, late, you know, kind of later in the evening. It's dark out. Watch that with them. I bet that would be pretty awesome. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, uh, agreed. You know, they have $5 Tuesday tickets now, so, you know, you can knock it out on that night. <laughs> but that said, Nate, I think we need to, uh, if you haven't seen it, I think we will be bidding you adieu uh, while we spoil the shit out of this movie. Get out of here, witch! Are they gone? Okay. Yeah, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Well, get out of here, witch. I mean, Jesus, you know, how many times do I have to say it? Um, all right, so, Nate, we're in the spoilers. Uh, let's talk favorite scenes here. What stood out to you? Uh, so, we mentioned that the the effects work was good. Uh, it was. There was a scene with, and I did remember the only the drawing of the creepy-looking giant face lady uh from the book i do i do remember that uh but that scene where she's chasing the kid in the in the uh, sanatorium and everywhere he turns she's walking down that hallway holy shit that was actually really good yeah real good and this character uh this uh or this uh character work that they did for this creature lady is outstanding and unsettlingly good. You you agree with me on this one? That scene was nuts. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. Um, I I yeah, I thought the red the red room scene that you're talking about. Yeah, that creepy grin, the the kill in it where she just absorbs him. Um, yeah, that was man, whole creepy. I, I just I remember just like, I, and you know, and what it. it what I liked about it, I think you kind of said it earlier, you know, it wasn't that these kids were just fucking stupid, right? I mean, he, it, there was no way he was getting out of it. It was it was done so well that it was just like everything he tried was just, nope, that's not going to work. Nope. That's not gonna, and then finally it just it, it happened, you know, um, and I thought that was that was great. Um, that one scene was phenomenal. I actually like the Harold uh, scene. Um, so Harold, the Harold scene's kind of been shown in the trailers a good bit. Um, you know, what they don't show is, you know, the end of the story where the, the bully gets, you know, stabbed with the pitchfork, uh, starts like puking up straw and becomes himself, uh, a scarecrow that looks just like Harold, but wearing his clothes. Yeah. That was number two for me. Speaking of someone who as a younger person at night would walk through cornfields. If you ever stop to think like, oh yeah, what's going on? Oh, this is creepy as hell. Yeah wind blowing you can't hear anything you have no visibility i mean even just getting out of your head like the actual animals that could come after you like coyotes or or dogs or wolves or anything like that that is just prime uh horror that's just a prime horror setup right like at night wind blowing in a cornfield right i mean that's just that's just great so that was probably my number two so the 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 uh, the uh, sanatorium is number one. That was number two. The rest I did not really care for. What do you think? Was any those were my two positives. The other ones kind of are duds for me. There was the the uh, the the jangly man. Was that his name? Yeah, the jang. I mean, the, the jangly man was cool on the, on the setup. Um, yeah, it was like it threw its body like uh, Santa Claus's sack. Yeah. Uh, in pieces and then reconnected. It was like a transformer. I don't know, so, something like that, or like a Terminator Two, uh, but like a worse Terminator Two robot. Uh, 
that was kind of lame. I, I, I didn't care for that. Uh, the toe lady was okay ish. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, but the two were very good. Uh, and then everyone else, they talked about them and then did not show them. So I think they like our CGI budget is done. Yeah. So we're going to like, oh, that that happened to her relatives with no flashback or anything whatsoever. So I fine. mean, yeah. the, the big, t- like the, the, you know, uh, with all of these, I think, yeah. I don't think from the entire duration of each attack is uh is was solid all the way through, but they each have like individual moments that are creepy. I mean, the big toast too, when he puts that, when he eats that toe. Yeah. That I toe. mean, that was crin- the cringiest I've been in in some time watching something like that. It was great. He just, he went full toe. Yeah. Like Quentin Tarantino, just all the way in. How did he have feet? a spoon big uh, enough to get it all? I, I, it, it was it was a ladle. It, it it was a planted ladle <laughs> that was toe toe length ladle that would make sure that he could get it. That was that was great. There, yeah, there were overall. I think that one was okay. Yeah. Uh, the other the uh, Jangly Man kind of fell flat for me, but the uh, uh, other other ones are good. There there was some pretty good setups. Like I said, it's not. It had a little bit more of an edge than I anticipated it would, which which I enjoyed. Um, the characters are pretty unmemorable. Uh, you know, there's there's Ramon who is just everyone. 1968. The guy's Hispanic. It's just a lot, a lot of overt and and covert racism happening. Uh, if you have wet back paint on your car, that's not great. That's yeah, not they threw that around a little too loosely for a bunch of teens. They're like, let's. In case you weren't aware of this term, <laughs> did you not? Did you not see how terrible that guy was? His like prank i would even call it a prank but his like getting back at them was like leaving them to die in a in a hidden area in a in a haunted mansion yeah yeah that's murder not <laughs> that, that the the wetback part is nothing in comparison to leaving them for dead yeah uh he he left like four or five people for dead so uh yeah i think that's well within character um yeah, you had, there's a lot of undercurrent messages here. Uh, you know, it was like, uh, you know, uh, abandonment issues from family was mentioned quite a mm-hmm. bit with the parallels being the main character, Stella, and the uh, Sarah Bellows character, who's kind of the ghost writing the stories yeah. there. There was the the racism undercurrent uh, that was there that was saying, hey, racism is bad. There was kind of an anti-war thing for the Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, apparently Ramon didn't have enough bone spurs uh, to get out of it, so <laughs> he, he he was going. Uh, there there was there was some there was more themes in this than I anticipated. Also, it had a I think I don't think any of that really mattered a ton to the actual story itself. Yeah. It was kind of like a setup, but I appreciated that something was there. It was kind of nice. Yeah. actually. I don't know. It was, so, what did you think of the uh, straight out of the ring story of the? A uh, girl that's weird and different, so they seclude her and put her in a psych ward, and then her vengeful yeah. ghost decides to, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought they were gonna have to record a new wax cylinder <laughs> and then hand that to another library in seven days, or else they would all be dead. Yeah. I I thought that was gonna be the setup. Which, first of all, if there was a Ring prequel where they had to make wax cylinder copies and make people listen to that, I'm a hundred percent on board. <laughs> More than Rings, that's for yeah. sure. Future episode rings, which we will destroy because that movie's terrible. Oh, it sucks. Uh, 
uh, yeah, I was I was really get the ring vibe was strong. Yeah. Uh, but I I didn't really mind it as much. I mean, it's a supernatural story. I you know, hey look, Goes. if there's gonna be a supernatural, there's gonna be a supernatural story, at least get some book reading in. I appreciated that. You know, the kids are reading books. It's great, you know. If it's gonna be supernatural, at least have the have something yeah. going on. That, that the go, nice. uh, I don't know. Yo, go, the problem with ghost stories is that they get they do this every almost every one of them by the end of it is like, oh, we reason with the ghosts, and now they're no longer a vengeful spirit. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Yeah. Why would a ghost? Uh, I've never understood why the the way to beat ghosts is oh, let's re- let's reason with them. Surely the person who's killing the, us because we took a book from a shelf is rational. <laughs> I think I think the reason is because the logic and I'm, and I'm air quoting. You can't see the uh, listeners, but the logic of this is that ghosts ex- most de- most there's a, a trillions of billions of people have died. Right. Uh, and. Most of them are not ghosts. There'd be a lot of ghosts. It would be like Slice. First of all, go go listen to our Slice episode. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, not the movie isn't fantastic, but it's awesome. Yeah. Totally different. Uh, I, I that was mixed messages, but go check out that episode. Slice. You know, there's a whole part of the town that's just ghosts, right? So that isn't happening even in ghost stories. So I think the logic is something very bad has to happen to a person to make them a ghost. Right. The ghost part is the unresolved trauma and bad things that occurred to them, keeping them from going to the whatever plane. Right. So I think that's the reason why all these stories are like, Oh, we have to release the spirit because it's bound here by terribleness. That's unnatural. I told, which makes the unnatural. I totally get it. I, I understand that, but let me ask you something, Nate. Uh, when you need someone to help you, like let's say you're you're moving into your your a new house and you need someone to help you because you're stuck in this other old place and you're trying to move to a new place. Um, if you uh, go and slash the person who's helping you their tires um, and like I don't know deface their property and kick their dog in front of them, do you do you think they're 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 still going to be inclined to really want to help you out? How about these ghosts just not be a dick and then maybe people like will help them just normally just say what you need. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think, I think so. I, th- th- this is going to be out there, but I think this is what happens. I have a very small child right now. He likes remotes. Okay. I don't know. So Danny all about the remotes. Yeah. If I take the remote away, he cries. If I try anything else, he cries sometimes if I give him the remote, he's like, Oh, so, Oh sweet. Oh, everything's good. He's just trying to get to channel two thirty seven, huh? This is, this is what <laughs> this ghost is. Look, if anything you do toward me, terrible, unless you tell my story, if you tell my story, then we're cool. Anything else you do, I'm against you. I, I think if that is the lot, so that when, after you become a ghost, you become a nine month old child. That is my, I'm sticking to that line of reasoning. Then this makes total sense. Ghosts are dumb. I'm, that's all I'm, 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 I'm leaving it. Demon possessions, even though they, there hasn't been an original one since The Exorcist, 
At least there's there's something to it. Um, thanks, thanks for giving me the one second pause that that response. To I, really, <laughs> I really appreciate. It. I, I tried my best. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the ghost, ghost or ghost. At least, like I said, at least the book thing is kind of cool. No, written agreed. in fresh blood. You know, it's got it's got a nice. Look, uh, they could have just nice let it be it. the the it. Evil Dead uh, sort of Necronomicon type. But just the book is fucking cursed. Leave it at that. It, it doesn't need a ghost it, it, story yeah, on top it, of it. That that would have been a more non-traditional storyline that I think we would have liked. Does that hit the tweens in the right spot? I think I, I think we, they wanted to make the story more basic. Make sure no one, we need to make sure no one edits we, that out out of context. We are talking so much about tweens this episode. I don't know if we're on a list now. I don't know how that works anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know how this works. I, I mean, look, uh, when you have to go let your neighbors know, you know, uh, you know, port yourself, you know, I, they don't say you can't advertise for the podcast, Nate. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, this is how I imagine it. There's like the public sex offender registry, and then we take an ad out <laughs> on that site. <laughs> Texas podcast. Oh, massacre. no. Uh, the hottest, gonna- the hottest tween horror site on. Oh we're gonna have to we're gonna have to screen uh screen our requests <laughs> more more diligently. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, that is that uh, we are not gonna do that. No, that is no, off. We, that's uh, our promise to yeah, you. I don't. The now the movie ends uh, in. Are we, is there a scary stories to tell in the dark cinematic universe happening? Because well, the next one would be more get, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, I mean, we get like a, we get like a, you know, all my friends died from a, 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 a missing toe, uh, corpse, and a absorbing giant-headed creepy-ass lady. Just go look at that picture. You don't even have to see the movie. Just look at the picture of that creature. Freaking amazing. Those guys are dead. They keep mentioning that oh people have died and they do not mention the bully. The bully is just like oh that guy's dead. Yeah okay cool okay what like and <laughs> like they're like and oh this, oh this this kid died horrifically potentially oh okay yeah deserved it next yeah sucks like, for that that's how the sucks mood. for that dude yeah exactly so now at the end of this they're like oh our, our my two best friends. Uh, so Ramon is going off to Vietnam. That sucks. Uh, and then, yeah. Before we, I'm sorry. Before we move off on that one, uh, Nate, did you yeah. find that particularly odd? He tells the story of his brother was drafted to Vietnam and came back in pieces, and so that's why he was dodging. But then now that he survived death, he's decided, you know what? I'm ready to go. I think he's just I afraid of commitment. Uh, yeah. I think they, I think after the ghost, he's like, oh man, this girl's really, really too much. I'm just gonna, how do I get out of this situation? I guess I gotta go. <laughs> I guess I gotta go to Vietnam. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, that's true. I don't know. Maybe he faced his fears. I, I don't know. 1968 is pretty early for Vietnam too. So that's not great. Uh, right. <laughs> you got a lot more years like a lot more time going on in the 75 so yeah that yeah i don't know so so people survived so their two friends and the bully died and the cop just got his neck 100 percent snapped not sure how these people are walking around not in jail uh, sure. <laughs> right i don't know the, i don't know the, the follow-up on that was non-existent that's fine so then it's like okay our friends are gone but i'm gonna use the book to bring them back a la avengers style uh there's gotta is there gonna be a sequel where she tries to bring her friend back? Are we going to the upside down 
Uh, I don't. Mm. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, are they going to like the it uh, cavern to like grab their friends to suspend animation and grab? I don't. I don't know how this is going to work. But they set up uh, a cinematic universe. Do you think there will be a sequel, Mitch? That is my main question to you. I I don't know, and I say that because wow, bold claim. I there, think Colin. I think oh, I know right. I think that they want to do a sequel. But I I have if they, if this movie doesn't do well, if they don't double their money or or triple their money. Um, they are. I can't see how they're going to do it again. Um, hey, Mitch, I have a follow up question. Do you think they'll double or triple their money? No. I don't. Okay, so then no. So then you don't think there will be a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> wow, thanks I for see, that I concise see what you answer. <laughs> thanks for that concise answer. I also don't think there will be a sequel. I don't I don't think there will be a... I don't think there will be... Sorry, let me rephrase this. I don't think there will be an immediate sequel. If, like, this movie studio is like, oh, yeah, we haven't had, like, a teen movie in, like, well, six years that's done well. Okay, maybe they'll go back to the wall. I don't think there's going to be one... Next year, or the year after, which is usually how these sequels go. Right. I mean, because what's the fucking sequel? They're going to go take down a whole bunch of other stories. I mean, what? They're supernatural now. I mean, it's- well, I mean, in theory, it's an anthology, so you could mix it up in a, in a lot of different ways if you wanted. You know, you could do prequels. You could do all kinds of origin story. You could do all kinds of stuff. So let the me book. It still exists. Maybe it got stolen. We're talking about uh, was it like Death Note? style i don't know who knows who knows what's happening they could they could do something now nate in this movie um they you know so they mentioned oh our friends are still out there we're gonna go find them and bring them back we don't think they're dead um let's say the upside down let's say they're in the upside down so they get there it's their two friends and the bully i mean do they just leave the bully there and they're like yeah tough shit dude and they just like all bail yeah, they didn't. Because she's like, not at all concerned about looking for that dude. Like, oh, that guy's missing from school. I'll keep a note of it if it maybe will impact us later. I don't care about like they could not have cared about this guy any less. Yeah. Now, to be fair, he left them for dead. Yeah, and also was very racist, uh, even for the late sixties. So, <laughs> so that's not great. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're leaving. That guy's getting the uh, Beverly treatment. Yeah. Yeah, he is. From season one of Stranger Things. She's just like, oh, well, I guess you're gone forever. That's fine. We'll, um, we'll kind of remember you. Kind of. T's and, P- that's T's and P's, Beverly. Yeah, exactly. That is, the, I think that if there was a sequel, that would be how that guy would be treated. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, oh, man. All right. Well, Nate, I've got one other question before we move off of into our, our you know, end segments. Uh, but in our never ending debate, Attics versus basements. Uh, this ghost is locked in a basement. It's not a basement. It is God, a basement. It's not a basement. They, it is under the ground. It has a stairwell into it. The, okay. Okay. Wow. What? Okay. What did did Hitler kill himself in a basement? No. It was like a full on bunker. This is like a dungeon bunker. It is not a basement. Okay. Basement is like you part of I, the house. I, did you ever in your life think that you would have to use Hitler to defend basements? <laughs> I'm just saying it's not just being under the ground is a basement automatically. That's really more. I, was, I don't know why. 
I mentioned Hitler. At all. <laughs> no, uh, no one does. <laughs> I mentioned Hitler in a in a in a killing himself way, which I'm 100 percent okay with. But uh, no, I mean, whatever you got, whatever you got to tell yourself. This is not a basement. This is not a basement. It's like a. It's just they built a dungeon. You know, I I don't I know I can't I I can't uh, talk about it more than that. I guess it's not it's not a standard. By any stretch of the imagination. Oh, they come in standard like, models. Like, for instance, okay, let, let me let me flip this on you. In in Home Alone, okay, okay. this is <laughs> we're getting really technical about uh, attics and basements here. There, they sleep. Him and his brother sleep on the third floor, right? Right. In the in the movie, okay. Technically, that would be. By by the logic of this being a basement, that would be an attic. But no, they've converted it into a different type of thing. It's no longer an attic. They made it into a full-on like bedroom. You see what I'm saying? That is what they did here. Specific purpose that totally changed the whole dynamic of what the thing is. I can't believe I brought Hitler and Home Alone to this conversation. But here we there's go. A, there's so much to unpack in... All of that. Uh, I I think it's just best. Nate, too long look, didn't read. Not a basement. You could you could find yourself speechless having heard having heard your friend just defend basements with both Hitler and uh, Home Alone references. You know, but what? I let, tell you, let the let the listeners decide. Does did it make sense? <laughs> Please say yes. Nate, <laughs> this this could most assuredly. Uh, be worse. <laughs> yeah. Could be worse. Not that bad. For me, it's all about perspective. It's what you make of it. Okay. Nate, how could this whole situation be so much worse for the, these kids? Well, I mean, you know, the whole premise is a book. It's They steal the book. The book starts writing a story and that story happens, right? You know, they get to warn their friends. They save... You know, three of the six people who have stories written about them end up living. Yeah, that's not, that's that that's you know fifty fifty. That's not bad. I mean, the one girl has a big scar on her face because a bunch of spiders popped out of it. We didn't even really go over that one. I guess that's like the most famous story I think in the whole in the whole book. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, she's alive at the end. That's good. Uh, you know, the haunted house uh, story where she gets replaced. Uh, Stella, you know, goes into the uh, the ghost's life and gets locked, you know, away. Uh, you know, that's creepy. She survives and Ramon survives. So, you know, I'd say that having the book tell you what's going to happen helps you helps you stop it. So, you know, it, you know, if you don't go running around in a sanatorium by yourself, you might live or you don't eat eat toast too. You know, you're in pretty good shape. So you got you got a decent chance. So it could be a lot worse, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I, so before I get into mine, yeah, let's talk real quick about the, the spider scene. Cause it is famous. I guess I just forgot it. Cause it, I, I feel like everyone knows what happened, but what'd you think? That how'd you, zit. What'd you think about Ooh, the spiders that, bursting out? I mean, that zit is it's, they did a great job. The, the effects in this are pretty good. It, when she was poking at it, it was moving. Everyone's had zits and you kind of feel it. You're like, Oh Yeah. Imagine that, like, and it's like a, you know, you're getting the golf ball size. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And it was like when she moved it, like the white of the pressure on the skin. I mean, it was 
It was a, like a subtly very creepy, well done scene. Also, actually, so I, I put that in the plus the plus column. Also, I say three were were good, and and the other three were just nah, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, Le- yeah, Lisa, a lot would, of spiders. Lisa hates spiders. She would not have done well that scene. Um, I was gonna say arachnophobia has got to be in a future episode for sure. Uh, uh, if that's the go case. ahead, go ahead and tell you we need a, we'll need a new uh, unsuspecting victim for that one. I do not. Think <laughs> that All right, so how 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 it could be how it could be worse for me? Um, you know, so really they're really bailed out in this movie because they had this book and it's in the '60s, so you know people still teach cursive handwriting. Um, you know, like I mean. I bet like for some newer kids today, I don't, I, I don't know if they still teach cursive. I feel like that could be looking like some sort of weird, you know, Sanskrit or something. And then it occurs to me, Nate, what if this ghost wasn't American? What if it, it was all written in like German or something? You'd have no fucking clue what's happening. Well, then you got to go to the German teacher. She's like, oh, finally you need me. Okay, no one wants to enroll in my class. Now all of a sudden, you know. Oh, no, yeah, the German teacher would be like, I, you've had class all year and you've never paid attention. Now you're doing it. Nine. Yeah, Get exactly, out of here. Exactly. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I was going to say like. Because <laughs> like, I'll tell you, I'd be fucked. <laughs> if, if it happened if, now, it'd be like. Well, I was going to say, if it happened now, it's like, okay, let me go through all the Rammstein lyrics. Well, I was going to say, unless they're words from from Rammstein lyrics, would yeah, I'm fucked. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that would have been, yeah, that would have been, that would have been interesting. I mean, uh, Ramon, I, you know, he's Hispanic. I don't know if he knows Spanish or not. If he knew Spanish, written Spanish, yeah, then that'd be fine. Yeah, other than that, yeah, you probably have no chance, so... It's so progressive yeah, of you be, to not assume that you know that the, 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 the Latino character uh, may not know Spanish. Well, I mean, he's got a shot. You know, you know he's got a, you know, he, might, he might know it. He might not know it. I don't know. That was tough. He didn't speak any Spanish in the movie, but it could have happened. Uh, it'd been even even worse if they were the family was like moved over from Russia, right? Then well, exactly. That, That's and then she I mean, knew yeah. Russian. She's you know she's writing in Cyrillic. Now you don't even have you're not even close. You can't even. You know, you can't even come close. Then you show the book to somebody, think you're a communist. It's 1968. All of a sudden, it's a million times worse. So, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that is one positive uh, out of it that you could read. <laughs> so reading is a positive. I guess that's the general point. Most people would view it that way. Yes. Yeah, I think I think most people would. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Not not that Tommy guy. That's for sure. <laughs> like I was not a reader. No, he was not a reader. Uh. <laughs> God. All right, Nate. Well, listen, this movie is an, is a horror film. Uh, it may not be the scariest horror film, but it's a horror film. But Nate, could it have worked as any other type of film? Okay. Yes. So this one, I would classify this as a anthology. Well, it was an anthology book mixed together into one kind of cohesive story, but still kind of an anthology. Uh, I would say teen horror. Uh, you know, there. Now, instead of that, scary stories telling the dark being the teen horror, what if it was a... <laughs> oh, man. What if it was a black exploitation film? Oh, no. <laughs> that is... 
The Wheel of Genre oh, no. strikes again with black exploitation film. Uh, yeah, Jesus. I wow. Uh, so Samuel Jackson's in it, right? Yeah. He's like the like the lead psychologist that was there. You know, he's he's Ephraim. I don't know how. <laughs> Tell me what you did with the motherfucking kids. <laughs> this mo- this motherfucking book, he's riding on his motherfucking blood. Yeah, I don't know why exactly. I don't know why I sound like Seinfeld at the end there. But uh, what is the deal with books writing in their own blood? I don't know. Uh, my that, yeah, that was <laughs> that. I I do not believe Seinfeld would be in a <laughs> black exploitation. <laughs> he should be. He should be the token white guy. Seinfeld <laughs> comes out of retirement uh, to be the token white guy. Uh, no, I mean black exploitation films traditionally are. Uh, you know, you got you, a lot of times you do have like hyper violence, right? Uh, in a lot of these, sure. a lot from the seventies for sure. Um, gritty, violent, uh, kind of thing. So I guess this definitely doesn't doesn't uh, match with the tone of this film. So we got we would have to go way grittier. We, we're moving to the inner city, all right. The we're, we're moving the, the to the inner city. Maybe you know what you know, Mitch. We're gonna go to New York City, and there's gonna be a basement apartment with a hidden thing. There's gonna be an actual basement where they find this stuff. Then they're in the city. All of us, you know, in the city, there's so many more things that could come after you, right? There's a lot more, a lot more things to work with. There's not just scarecrows, right? There's a there's a lot more. You could do the Stay Puft Marshmallow guy. There could be on a billboard. There could be anything, right? Uh, right. Then you're in there, but I think the kids maybe are a little older. It's black exploitation film, and they fight back. The jangly man is getting like a machete to the face. I think you re- you'd really have to lean into the the self defense violence part of it. Sure. So okay. there's that. Yeah. It's maybe a scream, scream, blackula scream kind of deal. I don't, I don't know how. Okay, fine. How would you do this then? I, man, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I keep thinking you'd almost do it closer to uh, the last dragon kind of style. Um, you know, instead of Harold, you have show enough. Just pop it out with the glow. Who Who is the Isaac Hayes of our time? Who Who's because the soundtrack to a, a lot of blast rotation films was like one of the key components. Like you get Curtis Mayfield just like doing music for like this ridiculous movie. That was awesome. Yeah. Who is the Isaac Hayes of today? Mm, That's a good. (laughs) Does that person exist? I don't. What's Bruno Mars? Is Bruno Mars the the Isaac Hayes of today? I don't think so. I'll read a story. John Legend. John Legend is uh, taking time off. Oh, John. Yeah. No, John. (laughs) Trying to think who, uh, man, I, maybe Bruno Mars actually. I need more funk. Maybe is the best. I was thinking funk, and then he has that song Uptown Funk. But is he really? Well, enough? yeah, exactly. I don't know. I John Legend's more of a like R and B guy. I yeah, I don't. <laughs> it would probably be some sort of rap. I mean, can you look like scary stories to tell in the dark? Uh, black exploitation film. Let's just get Drake and just get it, get it over with. Or like, what's Juvenile doing? What's Birdman doing right now? Like they they have free time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is DMX available? DMX is 100% available. Yeah, let's get like, what's Mace? Mace, I think I think Mace made a comeback. I feel like Mace could be perfect for this. 
like soundtrack by Mace, scary stories to tell in the dark. And then it's like some, uh, some like 18 year old kid with an Afro holding the book. Boom. Done. Is the bar, is the bars still around? Could they do rhythm of the night, but like updated? (laughs) Why would (laughs) that fucking song was in like every movie in eight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can be the like the, you just see him running from the jangling man in the sequel. <laughs> you can see the rhythm of the night dancing to the morning light. And then we're just like screaming that's, and running. That, oh, that'd be closer great. Closer to like Gloria Estefan than like than Isaac Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> we watch different black exploitation films apparently. <laughs> like why just throw Herbie Hancock out there? <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Wow, all, all right. of our young well, listeners let's... missed every reference we just made. Suffice it to say, oh, yeah. I think we're pretty great. So, Yeah, we Woo. probably just need to have like a, if you're under the age of this, just skip to the next time section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, Nate, listen, it's time. What is your final cut? Final cut. Well, Nate, if you don't mind, I will. I will actually. I know I just asked you. It seems weird. I, I would like to jump ahead of you if that's if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Sweet. This movie, I think we've said, this is a good intro horror movie. Not super scary, but it, but it creepy enough. And there's some really cool stuff. If you are a fan of the books, absolutely check it out. I think you'll like it. Um, again, it's fine. I think I said, <laughs> it's not. I had. Fairly low expectations after the trailers kind of came out. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, not quite as much as like Crawl. Um, pleasantly surprised, but you know, it was it was a fine movie. Nothing really wrong with it. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 certainly for a particular audience. So uh, yeah, I think I would give this movie literally five out of ten uh, jangly, janglies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I. I I almost talked myself into a six because it was the work they do in some of that. But man, the dialogue is just really rough at parts. And you can tell just like, okay, like this is like, right. There are pieces of this that are bad, <laughs> that are just pretty bad. Uh, I don't know. Is did Guillermo del Toro do anything in this film? Because it doesn't seem he like he paid for it. He, okay. He's like, I hear like, all right, I'm going to delegate this one because you know, yeah. it doesn't have the anywhere near the polish of a, you know, of a Guillermo del Toro movie and it doesn't have, I think, I think where it came in was with the, with the creature effects. Um, I think I think that's where it more came. Yeah, in, I mean, right? if, like, if, I think yeah, if, if they use like, oh, like, this is the studio that I use for all my creature effects. I'm the producer and I'm helping get this made. And then, OK, yeah, then that then that was perfect because that was the best part of the movie. But there are other parts that are just rough. So agree. I, I got to agree with you. This is there has been too much agreement recently. Uh, well, not in Devil's Rejects. That was absolutely terrible. But. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I did not agree with y'all. I'm going to give this uh, a five. Also, I, I think, uh, I think if you're, if you have a younger person or, or Hey, if you're 13, listen to the podcast right now. Welcome. Um, sorry for all the, uh, the references that are super old. Uh, th- go see this then. Cause I, I think this is, this nah, fuck you. I'm not sorry. I need to <laughs> learn up. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. Watch scream Blackula scream right now. I think, I think, I think it's on Amazon prime. I don't even know. 
but no, yeah, uh, I, I think it's it's more targeted to to younger people. And so if, if there's a younger person that you know, family member or whatever, um, watch it with them. That actually might be the best way to watch it. Uh, but if not, you know, it's just an average horror film. You know, maybe still worth checking out end of the year sometime. Uh, but yeah, it, there's some standout parts, but there's also some rough parts. So right down the middle of the road, five out of 10. All right. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up for this week's episode. Nate, where can they find us? You can find us. Let us know. First of all, I'm 100% team basement. But even if you're team attic, let us know. Uh, at TX Pod Massacre on Twitter. Uh, email us <laughs> any of your preferences. Attic basement, uh, Hitler references, Home Alone, uh, anything you want to comment on. Please don't, please don't email us Hitler. Yeah, well, like, I mean, I don't know why. I, I do not know why you're you're I asking don't know. for that. I don't you, know why. Why would you? Op- why would you open that Pandora's I box? I don't know. Nate? Uh, at uh, we're at Gmail, TexasPodcastMassacre at gmail.com. Check us out on our Facebook page. Check us out on Instagram. Um, we're on all your podcast platforms. And if you want to be really nice, you can give us a review on iTunes, preferably hashtag Team Basement in that in that. Uh, in that review. If you want a horror movie done by us, contact us. If you put uh, an iTunes review saying you should do this movie next and it has hashtag team basement on it, we will do that movie next. So I'm just, I'm throwing it out there right now. That is the best way to get us to review a movie. That is all the bribes. Uh, (laughs) Or team addict. We'll, we'll take, Team Addict as yeah, well. Yeah, I guess if you wanted to maybe wait a while. Be correct, yeah. I mean, if you want to be right, yeah. <laughs> be on be on the right side of history. Hashtag Team Addict or, or hashtag be Team on the, Lisa. That's actually the, using the hashtag the upside that, of that has traction. It should be the upside of history, damn it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Texas Podcast Massacre. Just keep telling yourself it's only a movie. Good night.